Why did the cucumber find herself in a pickle? I, I don't know, know why. why. Because she went on a date with Dill. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's time for the Children's Hour. Kids Public Radio. Cheese. One, two, three. Cheese, peas, pickles, and banana. her pizza pie One day I caught her pouring mustard on her fries Martin's mommy makes the tastiest things Hot dogs, cheese, and bacon tied up in a string Well that sounds good and all but I just want to sing about my cheese, peas, pickles, and bananas Little mayonnaise mixed up right Just the thing to cure your appetite My mom, my mom's mom, her mom's mom before Wrote down the recipe There's nothing I like more no eggs, no rice and beans, not even frosted flakes. No ham, no jam, no spam, no cookies, pies, or cakes. I'm only gonna jump for joy, someone's gonna make me some cheese, peas, pickles, and bananas. Little mayonnaise mixed up right, just the thing to cure your appetite. When I get older, but I can reach the ship. I can reach the ship. I'm gonna make that crazy salad for myself. Need a block of cheese, pot of peas. Get me a banana from a chimpanzee. One more thing, can you answer me? Is there any such thing as a pickle tree? So whether you're a pizza eater. An ice cream treater Or smother your butter with corn May sound funny, but one of these nights Find yourself with the craving for Cheese, peas, pickles, and banana Cheese, peas, pickles, and banana Cheese, peas, pickles, and banana That's from The Bottle Let Me Down, an oldie but goodie, with Nora O'Connor and Steve Frisbee doing cheese, peas, pickles, and bananas. You're listening to the Children's Hour. I'm Katie Stone. Delighted to be with you. Today's show is a little different. We're going to be joining the kids' crew at a place called Three Sisters Kitchen. It's a commercial kitchen, meaning it's licensed and approved and all that kind of good stuff for making things you could sell to other people. But we're going to be using this kitchen to meet with Sarah Robbins from Kids Cook. Kids Cook is an organization here in New Mexico that goes into schools and teaches children about nutrition and how to cook cool things. And that's exactly what we're going to be doing with her today, although I think we're cooking hot things. And we're also going to meet with a pediatric dietitian. 
Jill Castle. A pediatric dietitian is somebody who is trained in nutrition for children. We're going to learn about how we can not only eat right, but eat well. And that means eating the things we love and things that provide great nutrition for our bodies in order to make us as strong and healthy as possible. Let's learn more together. But first, we're going to hear from Cielito Lindo. They're a family band that used to be from here in New Mexico, but are now in Chicago. You're listening to the Children's Hour. Stick with us. We're eating well. making corn tortillas right now so what he is doing is mixing the butter 
Um, so cutting the butter, which is a, a cooking technical term, so cutting the butter into the masa. Masa is just like a corn flour, so we're going to be making the corn tortillas. Today in the Children's Hour, we're cooking with Kids Cook. And one of the things we're thinking about as we're cooking is what is healthful for kids to eat and what isn't. The foods we're cooking today with Sarah Robbins from Kids Cook are masa tortillas, so corn tortillas, with black beans on top and a delicious looking fresh salsa fresca. So we've, we've made the masa, we have a big ball of dough, but we need 16 tortillas from that, right? That's not a very big ball of dough for 16 tortillas. <laughs> I'm just saying, they must be pretty thin. How would you take one ball and get it into 16 pieces? You'd cut it into halves, then fourths, then eighths, and then you can cut it into sixteenths. Absolutely. So that's fractions. Yep. So you'd cut all the halves in half, and then cut those quarters in half, and it just keep... Right? So you guys are doing math all while you're cooking. Did you guys know that? Gabby's brought us some fresh, hot tortillas right off the griddle. It looks like things are happening. We're at Three Sisters Kitchen with the Children's Hour and cooking with Kids Cook. We're going to come back to Three Sisters Kitchen in a little bit after we talk with Jill Castle. This is Lucky Diaz and the Family Jam Band from Adelante.
You're listening to the Children's Hour, and today on the show, we're talking about our nutrition. Our guest is Jill Castle. She's a pediatric dietitian based in Boston, Massachusetts. I'd like to start with a simple question. What is a dietitian? So a registered dietitian helps people eat a nutritious diet so they have the best health that they can have. We also help people who have health problems like diabetes or attention deficit, hyperactivity disorder, or food allergies. And what we do is help them change their diets so we can keep them healthy. So for example, if a child has ADHD, we know that some children might have a harder time focusing in the classroom or paying attention. And so when I work with those children, I'm very concerned and interested in helping them eat three meals a day, possibly one or two snacks a day, so that their brain is always getting nutrition, so it's easier for them to pay attention and focus. And how did you realize you wanted to be a dietitian? I came to nutrition through a desire to be a doctor. And when I got into the into college and I started studying all the different science classes, I was not in love with chemistry, and that sort of was a stopper for me. And so I went on this little journey of what else can I learn about that I like, and so I took a nutrition class. I really was fascinated with the connection between how food and nutrients can support our health. After I graduated with my nutrition degree, I did an internship and I had a pediatric rotation. And so I spent two weeks working with children who were hospitalized and helping them either recover from surgery or manage celiac disease or cystic fibrosis. I took care of kids who had newly di diagnosed diabetes. And what was fascinating about children, and I still am very fascinated about this, is that children have all the same health conditions that adults have, except the big difference is they're still growing. And so there's this whole element of helping them have better health, but at the same time, helping them grow taller, develop, and reach their full physical potential. Now, speaking of kids with certain diseases like diabetes, who might see a dietitian like you, that's a really common condition. Many of us even know friends or family members with that issue. So what is happening in a person's body when they have diabetes? And how is that related to what they eat? There are two types of diabetes, type 1 and type 2. But in both types, generally what is happening is the pancreas, which is an organ inside our body, is not working properly. It's either not making any insulin. Insulin is a hormone that regulates our blood sugar. So in type 1, the pancreas isn't making any insulin. In type 2, the pancreas is making so little insulin that it's not doing the job it needs to do to regulate our blood sugar. So when children or even adults' blood sugars run high, it can cause them to be very thirsty, it can cause them to be very hungry, can cause them 
the whole uh, condition is not a healthful condition. It can be a dangerous condition. So the food that we eat, we have to break it down and our tummies break it down into sugar, basically. Everything we eat turns breaks down into an energy source for our body called sugar. And that sugar floats in our blood. So that's why we call it blood sugar. And blood sugar is energy for our body. And we need that sugar to go into our cells of our organs so that our body gets the energy it needs. So our organs can work, so we can have energy. And insulin is like a buddy for blood sugar. They hold hands and they go into the cell together. And when there's not enough insulin there, then the sugar can't get into the cells. And when the sugar can't get into the cells, our organs and our body doesn't get the energy that it needs. So insulin's very, very important. In children who have type one diabetes, they have to take insulin from an outside source. So they take it like in a shot or they take it through an attachment or a device that attaches to their body and it gives it to them. Children with type two might not have to take insulin, but they might have to watch how much sugar that they eat. Not sugar in the sense of candy and soda, but carbohydrate, which is the bigger portion that gets broken down into sugar. So like foods like breads and cereals and things like that. It doesn't mean that you have to not eat those foods. It just means that you have to be aware of the balance of your diet. That's Jill Castle. She's talking with us today about our diets and what we eat. We've got so many more questions for her and some great music too. Stick with us. You're listening to the Children's Hour. We are the vegetables. We're rolling to your house. We'll jump into your mouth. We'll make you healthy, healthy, healthy. We've got vitamins and antioxidants. No, it's no accident. We'll make you healthy, healthy, healthy. Oh, I'm Captain Kale. My fiber never fails. I'm broccoli. You can depend on me. You're listening to the Children's Hour, Kids Public Radio. We'll be right back. The Children's Hour is produced by the Children's Hour Incorporated. We're a New Mexico-based nonprofit organization supported by listeners just like you. Learn more about us at childrenshour.org. The New Mexico Department of Cultural Affairs supports the Children's Hour. Celebrate diverse cultural communities of New Mexico at nmculture.org. Support for the Children's Hour provided by Electric Playhouse in Albuquerque, New Mexico. More info at electricplayhouse.com. 
Welcome back to the Children's Hour. I'm Katie Stone. Before the break, you heard Perry Grip. Today, we're talking about food, specifically the foods we love, the foods that nourish us and they fuel our bodies. The kids' crew are at Three Sisters Kitchen and we're making tostadas. But before we go back to them, our guest is Jill Castle. She's a pediatric dietitian and author. And Jill, when you're thinking about putting together a balanced diet, what kind of foods would that include? So when we think about food, we tend to put them into groups, and they're called the food groups. There are five main food groups, protein, grains, dairy, fruit, and vegetables. The food groups are categorized by nutrients. So when we talk about the food groups, we say, all the foods that have lots of vitamin A and are vegetables and have fiber go into the vegetable group. All the foods that have lots of protein, iron, and zinc, and maybe omega-3 fats and B vitamins, they go into the protein group. All the foods that have calcium, those are going to go into the dairy group. So we categorize foods by the nutritional content. And the idea is that if you're able to get all five of those food groups on your plate at mealtime, you're getting a really nutritious diet. And so when we go to the grocery store, you might find yourself looking on the back of a product for its nutrition facts. And in big, bold letters, there's a number for the amount of calories in a serving of that food. But what is a calorie? A calorie is just simply a unit of energy. So every day we need lots of units of energy to keep our heart, heart pumping, our lungs breathing, and we need more energy to keep our legs moving if we're active. And so everybody needs a certain amount of energy every single day in order to be awake and go do what we need to do, but also to be healthy and for kids to grow. And so when we talk about children, their energy needs are different every year because their bodies are getting bigger every year. Nutrition facts panels are good in that they give you a sense of how much food has this much energy. And the portion sizes also give you a sense of how much protein is in this food. Does this food have vitamin D? Does it have calcium? So it can give you a sense of how much nutrition is in a particular food in a given portion. The thing with calories is that it's a number, right? And I personally, as a pediatric dietitian, I don't focus too much on the numbers. I prefer children to really listen to what their body is telling them. And that means, what is your appetite telling you? What does your belly say? Are you hungry? It's really important that we pay attention to what our body signals are telling us in terms of whether we're hungry and whether we're not. And then when we sit down and we eat, what else is our body telling us? Oh, I'm feeling satisfied and I don't think I need any more because I've had enough. Or, wow, I ate a lot and I'm really full. So our body tells us on the inside what it needs. I don't think it's 
as prescriptive as you have to have this number of protein food groups and you have to have this number of dairy food groups. There's a little bit of that, but for kids who are listening, you don't need to worry about that. You just need to worry about trying and having as much variety in your diet as you can and let the adults in your lives worry about does my child get enough dairy in his diet or is my child getting enough vegetables, right? Children really should just enjoy the adventure of trying lots of different food. Never turn down a food until you try it. Even if a try is just a lick, because trying doesn't mean you have to eat it. You're just tasting it because there's a whole lot of food out there, a lot of food from different cultures, a lot of foods that are very tasty and can really add a lot of joy to your life. Indeed. You are listening to the Children's Hour. That's our guest, Jill Castle. She's a pediatric dietitian. And today we're learning about the food we eat. More in a moment. This is Weird Out. right here what we're gonna do we're gonna grate cheese well what do you guys think I want to do some grating huh? everybody else wants to grate too that's, that's enough cheese all right so that is probably good does everybody here like cilantro yes. yeah yeah does anybody taste soap whenever they eat cilantro yeah, why do some people taste soap when they eat cilantro? That's a good guess, Illuminata guess if you didn't wash it, but it's actually a genetic mutation. And some people just have it and some people don't. Um, and so when you taste it, it tastes different or it tastes bad. So from this, we're gonna get three tablespoons of that. Do you guys know what this tool is right here? It's a mortar, bowl. It's mortar and pestle. Mortar and pestle. What are they gonna do with it over here? It's used to grind um, things. Usually hard solids. Yeah, so this is, this is cumin. Have you guys ever had cumin before? Yeah? I think cumin is the spice that like makes tacos smell like tacos and taste like tacos. Cumin is actually in a lot of different uh, cuisines, to be honest. It's in Mediterranean and Indian, and it's uh, like in curries and all sorts of different. Uh, do you guys want to take one and you can smell it? 
Egypt. Egypt. Mm-hmm. Egypt. 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 They think. They think it's native to Egypt. So this is this is the seed of the fruit. Do you guys want to smell the cumin whole? So smell it whole. Smell the cumin whole, and then smell it after they crushed it, and see if you can smell a difference. There is jalapeno in there. One jalapeno. So do you guys like to make your own salsas? Yeah. So this is like a pico de gallo or a salsa fresca. So it's just chopped up pieces of whatever you wanted to put in there, just makes pico de gallo, pico de gallo. What's in the salsa fresca, Illuminata? So there is some tomatoes, some jalapeno, some onion. There's also some cilantro and, did I say tomatoes? (laughs) Onion, cilantro, jalapeno. Some lime juice. And if you want, you can add salt to taste. You're listening to the Children's Hour. We're cooking today with Kids Cook at Three Sisters Kitchen. We're learning about nutrition. There's a lot more coming up. Stick with us. Who's hungry? Pico de gallo. Y'all wanna give it a try, Even if you're from Ohio. It'll get you bad, yo Don't get it in your eye, yo Unless you wanna cry, yo So come on, don't be shy, yo Eat some pico de gallo It's got jalapenos I reckon y'all have seen those The kind of hot for gringos and probably flamingos Just add some tomatillos Onions and cilantro Lime juice and tomato You got pico de gallo Pico de gallo You ought to give it a try Even if you're from Ohio Don't get it in your eye, yo Unless you wanna cry, yo So come on, don't be shy, yo Get some pico de gallo Trout Fishing in America, right here on the Children's Hour. I'm Katie Stone. Today we're talking about nutrition with Jill Castle. She's a pediatric dietitian. And we've talked about the food groups and the importance of getting lots and lots of different nutrients in our diet. But not all foods have the same amount of nutrients in them. A lot of times we hear about foods being good or bad for us. How do you approach that? that good or bad food idea? The truth is there's a lot of gray area and there's there's a big spectrum of food. And being more open-minded about food and teaching our children to be curious and, and adventurous and open-minded about food serves them better 
as they're growing up and learning in terms of their brain development and cognition, then teaching them from the age of three that candy is bad for you. Because what happens when they grow up and they eat candy and they like it? They might sneak it. They might feel guilty about eating it. They might feel bad about themselves because they like it. And so we have to think about how we talk about food with children because it can really set them up for struggles with themselves and and perhaps how they feel about themselves and food, of course. Mm, So how do you like to talk with families about diet? It's a great question. And I feel like I've been 32 plus years in my career trying to crack this code. (laughs) And I keep making it more and more simplified. I just look at food through a nutrient lens and I pretty much categorize food in three main groups, highly nutritious. So like the food groups we talked about, highly nutritious, decently nutritious. And those might be foods that are in a box or a bag, but when you turn them over and look at the nutrition facts panel, they have a lot of nutrients. Like a box of highly fortified cereal, right? I would, that's what I'm thinking of for that. And then you have minimally nutritious foods. And those are foods that are like sweets and treats and soda, candy, cookies. They're high on satisfaction and low on nutrition. But you'd probably tell us we should always have the highly nutritious category, right? We can have all three kinds of foods in our diet. It's a matter of what is the balance. So if you have a lot of minimally nutritious foods in your diet, you're going to be lacking in nutrients. If you have mostly highly nutritious foods and decently nutritious foods, you're probably going to get all the nutrients that your body needs to grow and and be healthy. We can have minimally nutritious foods in the diet, especially if we have lots of decently and highly nutritious foods present as well. As adults, when we promote total avoidance for children, that backfires. The science tells us that children tend to get more fixated on the foods that we're restricting. They get more, quote unquote, obsessed with food, and they have poor eating regulation when they actually get exposed to those foods. For example, if you're a child who lives in a house where there are no sweets allowed, then you go to your friend's house and they have M&Ms on the counter and they get to have cookies for snack and you can't control yourself. You get super involved in eating those foods because you never get them at home. So total avoidance for most kids does not work. A balance, a strategy with sweets. How are you going to balance them? And that's going to be different for every single family, but that's really the path towards making sure children get nutritious diets, but also enjoy those minimally nutritious foods that are enjoyable. Mm, And we can all imagine what those are for ourselves. Yum. You're listening to the Children's Hour. We're learning about nutrition and health with author and pediatric dietitian Jill Castle. You can see links and find a lot more information at childrenshour.org. Look for this episode, Eating Well. Hey, Dad, could I have a snack? Sure. We have a lot of good options. 
Hummus and hickama sticks, eggs and edamame, lettuce wraps and carrot fraps, roasted plantain flambe, collie rice and water ice, blueberry biscuits, energy squares and honey bears, red pepper triscuits. Can I just have some toast with butter, please? Sure. Would you like almond butter, cashew butter, hazelnut butter, macadamia nut butter, clarified butter known as ghee, sesame butter, that's tahini? No. Kale chips, quinoa puffs, salad made with bulgur, avocado toast, tofurkey roast, yogurt with life cultures, energy squares, organic pears, carrot chip cookies, unsalted nuts, spelto nuts, olive oil goodies. Could I just have some milk to drink? Sure. Would you like almond milk, oat milk, soy milk, goat milk, rice milk, lactose-free milk? How about some chocolate milk? Ha <laughs> ha, good one. Oh. Seven ancient grains, celery straws, broccoli kohlrabi, couscous bars, kimchi in jars, peas with wasabi, Brussels sprouts, cedar smoked trout, homemade granola, beans stew, lentils too, paired with shakshuka. Stop. Please stop. You're listening to the Children's Hour, and that was Lewis and Dan and the Invisible Band. Today on the show, we're learning about nutrition. Our guests are Sarah Robbins from Kids Cook. We've also got Jill Castle, a pediatric dietitian and the author of many books. You can find links and pictures and so much more at childrenshour.org. Look for this episode, Eating Well. You're listening to the Children's Hour, Kids Public Radio. We'll be right back. Thanks to the Outpost Performance Space in Albuquerque, New Mexico for hosting the Children's Hour. Support for the Children's Hour is provided by United Way of North Central New Mexico. Support provided by the City of Albuquerque and the Urban Enhancement Trust Fund. Bernalillo County is a proud supporter of the Children's Hour. Many thanks to the users at tokenibis.org who direct funds to the Children's Hour every week. You're listening to the Children's Hour. I'm Katie Stone, and today on the show, we're learning about eating well. Pediatric dietitian Jill Castle is our guest. I've heard you use this one phrase in your writing and talks on nutrition. You say, health at every size. That's the model you use when you're working with families, and many people in your field use it too. Could you tell us a little bit more about what that phrase, health at every size, what that means? It means that your body can be healthy no matter the size. And because I work with children, I interpret that as your body can be healthy if it's larger, if it's smaller, or if it's mid-size. It really emphasizes that your body is functioning well versus at a certain size or at a certain weight or at a certain BMI. The book that I have coming out next August called Kids Thrive at Every Size, How to Nourish Your Small, Big, and Mid-In-Between Child for a Lifetime of Health and Happiness, focuses on building physical health and emotional well-being. And it really is taking the medical model that focuses so much on what's your weight, what's your BMI. It takes that model and it takes the health at every size model 
and combines them together because we know in children who are growing, too much body fat can start to make them unhealthy. But where is that threshold? For every child, it's going to be different. We also know that the tendency to carry extra body fat is genetic, and it's also environmental. Are you eating three meals a day with your family? Are you getting enough sleep? Are you on screens all day long? Do you move your body every day? We know that the environment we can modify to create healthy habits in children. We know that when we focus too much on weight, size, BMI, that it starts to make children feel bad about themselves and their emotional well-being can suffer. That also then affects your physical health. For children who are growing up petite or larger, they have a harder time. In our society today, they have a harder time feeling good about themselves, being happy. And I think it's on us as adults and caretakers and parents to, to change that for them. And so how do we do that? Personally, I believe that the focus should be on their habits. And this is an area where parents can really have a lot of influence over their children. To be more specific about health habits, I have what I call eight pillars of wellness. The eight pillars of wellness include everything from family culture, like what is the culture you're building in your own family, in your own home, and how can you protect your child, especially if they have a larger body or a smaller body, to sleep, screen time, self-care, food, eating, feeding children, movement. You know, studies say up to 40 to 50 percent of what we look like in terms of our appearance, our shape, our size is determined before we're even born. It's in the chromosomes. And so achieving health is doable through the habits. Well, what are your favorite nutrition-dense foods versus foods with less nutrients? Oh, my goodness. Okay, well, my favorite minimally nutritious food are chocolate chip cookies and sometimes the occasional lemon head candy. My Highly nutritious favorite foods would be, I have Greek yogurt and berries almost every morning for breakfast, and a close second would be salmon. Love salmon. Mmm, those all sound really good. You're listening to the Children's Hour. That's the voice of Jill Castle. She is a pediatric dietitian, and you can learn a lot more about her. Visit childrenshour.org. Look for this episode, Eating Well. We've got links to her site where there's lots of information for families. This is the formidable vegetable sound system right here on the Children's Hour. Did you ever think that we could be something you can eat? Let me tell you about some eating weeds I know. You can watch them all day long while you're singing this weed song because they're growing almost everywhere you go. Yeah, I've been known to succumb to nasturtium. Root of dandelion drying for my teeth. Now did you ever think that we could be something you can eat? Let me tell you about some eating weeds I know. Yeah, you can munch them all day long while you're singing this weed song. Cause they're growing almost everywhere. 
listening to the children's hour and today on the show we've been learning about nutrition and eating well one of our guests is jill castle she's a pediatric dietitian and jill i wanted to ask you about something that a lot of families face and kids face which is a reluctance to try new foods how do we get kids to try new foods especially when they're picky eaters? So for children who are picky eaters, the goal is to help them branch out and try new foods and to figure out on my end, why are they not trying new foods? There can be a medical condition. There can be a problem with tonsils. There can be a gastrointestinal problem where they're not digesting and they don't feel good when they eat. There can be texture issues. There are children who are more sensitive to the characteristics of food, like the smell of food, or the way it looks, or how it feels in the mouth. And so my job is to figure out what is holding this child back from trying different foods. And once I figure that out, it's about helping that child trust that they can try things without eating it, Because a lot of times when we tell children, hey, try this food, what they hear is, oh, I have to eat it. Trying can be kissing food. It can be touching it. It can be licking it. It can put it in your mouth, take it out, not eat it. The goal really is to help children be more confident with trying new foods and removing all pressure to try and to eat foods and to really let them build some self-trust, knowing that they can Try something and not like it and everything will be okay. Hmm. You're hearing the voice of Jill Castle. She's a pediatric dietitian and the author of The Nourished Child. We've come to the end of our time together, but before we let you go, Jill, do you have any parting words for our listeners? 
I just think I, I might just share, you know, a word about food shaming and body shaming. It's very culturally acceptable to do that. And what I would say for parents is that's a big no-no. And the work needs to start in the home ASAP. I cover a lot of that in the book. What is tolerated in the home or aligned with as an adult trickles down to our kids. And whether you have a child who is mid-sized and doesn't have a problem or is large or small and does have health problems, food shaming and body shaming hurts us all. And if kids can hear that it is unacceptable to say anything about my body and can maybe go and say to another child, that is not acceptable to talk to me about my body. My body is mine. Tell your child they can say, mind your own body. That was Jill Castle. She's a pediatric dietitian and the author of The Nourished Child. This is Jay Mankita from a release called 10 Great Songs About Food, right here on the Children's Hour. When I was just a tiny little pup, back in the day when I was growing up, I learned how to do a whole lot of stuff. Learning new things, I just couldn't get enough. Had to tie my shoes, button my shirt, had to cross the street so I wouldn't get hurt. I didn't know nothing about healthy food, but now healthy food is my new attitude. Picked out on TV dinners and I went on a diet, I was trying to get thinner. I ate ten portions like there were ten of me, I wouldn't do that to my worst enemy. Greasy, junk food, sugary stuff, stuff on my face like I couldn't get enough. I didn't know nothing about healthy food, but now healthy food is my new attitude. Ice cream for soup, you know the chocolate by itself was its own food group. I brushed my teeth with soda, I flossed with candy. I ate whatever junk food was handy. No oats or brown rice or whole grain bread, no fruits or veggies. I ate sugar instead. I didn't know nothing about healthy food, but now healthy food is my new attitude. Tastes better than eating all of that junk. I'm fast as a chipmunk and strong as a tree trunk. I'm all grown up and now I'm taking my turn. I'm gonna sing about everything I learned. I didn't know nothing about healthy food, but now healthy food is my new attitude. Now healthy food is my new attitude.
You're listening to the Children's Hour, and today on the show, we've been cooking with Kids Cook. And now we've finally come to the great moment where the plates are in a stack and all the food is coming together in a row and we get to try what we've been cooking. Find the recipe we made at childrenshour.org. Look for this episode, Kids Cooking. Okay, we are done. So who wants a tostada? Okay, so I'm gonna have you guys kind of step back that way, just because I have to take these beans over Come here. Come over here, everybody. Okay, so there's a couple things that we do whenever we sit and eat. When you're at home, what do you guys do whenever you sit down to eat at your table? Do you just start eating? No, you get a Good idea, we use our manners. We have a napkin, a fork, a spoon, whatever the utensil is. Now, do you say anything before you eat? No. You can say a prayer. You can say a prayer. All of that stuff. And kids cook. We wait until everybody is served, okay? And then we count to three and we say, Bon Appetit, it's time to eat. And I'll get you guys napkins. Who need, else needs one? Oh, I'll, get, I'll grab one for you, okay? On the count of three, we're going to say, Bon Appetit, it's time to eat. One, two, three. Three. Bon appetit, it's time to eat. All right. Yay! Guacamole, 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 guacamole. The Taco Bell Cannon is Christine Lavin and Friends. You've been listening to The Children's Hour. I'm Katie Stone. We'll catch you next time. The Children's Hour is produced by The Children's Hour Incorporated, a New Mexico nonprofit. You can find photos, links, learn-along guides, and more about us at childrenshour.org. Today's show was produced by me, Katie Stone, with help from our senior producer, Christina Stella, and Anne Maria Wad. Chad Shear recorded us at Three Sisters Kitchen, and we want to thank our guests, Jill Castle and Sarah Robbins. Find our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts or go to our patreon.com slash the children's hour. Or ask your smart speaker to play the children's hour podcast. We post our photos and more on Instagram and Facebook. Find us at TCH Radio. Our theme music was written by C.K. Barlow. The children's hour is distributed by PRX and by the Pacifica Radio Network. Thanks for listening to the children's hour. Kids Public Radio.